This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome to your Tuesday Takeout Outtake Especial. I'm Major Garrett. We're at Busboys and Poets, one of our favorite hangouts here in Washington, D.C. Our special guest, Bob Garfield, he's got a new book, his sixth American Manifesto, Saving Democracy from Villains, Vandals, and Ourselves. Bob Garfield, you may know, is co-host of a show called On the Media. WNYC is where that is produced. It's on many NPR stations around this great country. Hundreds of them. Hundreds of them, 450 yes. 450 stations. That's right, 450. See, we have 55 on the Great Takeout Radio Network. We're aspiring to 450. Someday we'll grow up and be as important as your show is, Bob Garfield. Someday. Be careful of what you wish for, <laughs> because it is not easy being a giant in the upper middle of public broadcasting. There it we comes go. With a, a giant, lot of responsibility. A giant in the upper middle. Yeah. Upper middle of public broadcasting. Um, the book has a lot of information about what's wrong, what is warped, what is divisive, what is poisonous about our political dialogue, social media, digital platforms, etc. But it also has, helpfully, I'm sure you would say, Recommendations on what people can do, because many individuals may feel powerless in this atmosphere. What can they do? Well, I have a sort of a six-plank manifesto, Mm -hmm. and it presumes that the answer is not going to be found on Capitol Hill for the moment. That for the moment, things are so screwed up, uh, so polarized, so paralyzed, that we cannot look to democracy. uh, We cannot look to that institution of democracy to save democracy. But we can look to other aspects of democracy to save democracy, the key one being citizen citizen awareness and participation. And uh, the the six planks, with maybe one exception, are all about what we as individuals can do to preserve freedom of thought, freedom of expression, and to, to unrig the system and to repair some of the damage that uh, 243 years of imperfect democracy have wrought. And some of those recommendations are? I, I, I just don't recall. <laughs> I wrote the book almost a year ago. and uh, Boycott is one of them. I'm good. Okay, boycott. boycott. That would, wasn't the first, but let's no, right. start there. Yeah, start there. Okay, I've told you that uh, I am myself a, a big anti-Trumper. It's not just that. I, the first thing I do when I get up in the morning, even before I go to the bathroom to, you know, my, do my ablutions. Yes. The first thing I do fancy is word. hate Fox. Thank you for that fancy well, word. Thank you. And I'm a, I don't want to I wasn't sure where you were going to head with that, but I'm I glad can, that's where you landed. I can ablute like nobody's business. I'm just saying. So the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is hate Fox News Channel. Mm-hmm. Okay. I devote a little time. I meditate on how much I hate the Fox News Channel. I see. Because I think it is a corrosive toxic. Now, I know this is a former employer. Yes. I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not judging, although maybe a little bit. So, uh... 
I mean, we're, I'm sitting here talking to a guy who not only formerly worked for Fox News Channel, but serves food in the middle of a radio interview. So I understand I'm dealing with a problematic personality. Very problematic yeah. personality. Uh, Borderline but, dangerous. But, but I don't think they're a news organization. Mm-hmm. I think they are uh, actually they explicitly. Was? I think it started to be a news organization that counter-programmed what it perceived to be the, the overwhelming liberal media uh, narrative. And, uh, but I think very, very early on, they realized that there was money in them, their hills, gold in them, their hills. And almost from the beginning, ratcheted up the partisanship, the, op- the uh, opposition research, the intellectual dishonesty. And now it's just a lie machine. And, uh, you know, Sean Hannity, Mark Zuckerberg's a, a dangerous man. Sean Hannity uh, isn't any help to the society so either. So boycott Fox, isn't Yeah, I'm saying to uh, boycott advertisers who advertise on Fox. Now, there is a lot of dispute, even among, you know, lefty journalists about whether a boycott is ever the right solution for dealing with something that purports to be a news organization. They don't think that uh, Jack Schaefer of... Uh, Politico in particular doesn't believe that uh, advertisers should be the arbiter of what's true and what ain't, you know, and what's legitimate uh, opinion and what isn't. So, uh, you know, I respect his opinion. My opinion is that this is a corrosive force that's damaging our democracy every day, posing as a news organization when it is very little more than the propaganda arm of the Trump White House and to a slightly lesser degree the Republican Party. And, uh, and, is an ongoing 24-7 dirty tricks operation. That's my view. And I think that the way to handle that is to, uh, is to punish advertisers who think, uh, you know, who think it's a, you know, a safe place to, to put their commercials. I think they should pay a penalty for choosing to be a part of that. So, uh, and not, you know, not just Fox News. There's others in the vast right-wing media conspiracy, but I'd, I'd start there because it is what the agenda What does it say center. to you that uh, Fox, I believe in the current, most, the most recent ratings period, had many of the top shows, not just on cable news, but cable overall? Hmm. I'd say they have a very, very good formula. They are in the rage business, and they manufacture it, and they feed on it, and it's a never-ending cycle, and it's you know, like Facebook's, a very good business model. I, I would say they're, they're more, less insidious and more malignant, more malign, maybe is the, the better form of that word. Uh, and, I, you know, I think that they intentionally invent fake news and gin up controversies and put a bellows to bizarre conspiracies. Uh, and so, I, you know, I think they're more actively evil, and I, I don't think evil is the wrong word uh, than Facebook. And so I, I think they're a big problem, and they have to be dealt with. You kick around in the book the topic of trust busting and the idea of maybe Facebook and Google should be broken apart in the way that large trusts were broken up in the early part of the 20th century. Uh, yeah, no. The, in the, in the, in, if, I, if I read the book correctly, in the perfect world or a world that worked, that would happen. It, in the world before 1970, it would have happened, absolutely. But around the 70s, early 80s, uh, a, a new way of thinking about antitrust began to coalesce. It's the Milton Friedman Chicago School of Economics, which says that, you know, if there's no actual consumer harm in dollars and cents, we're not going to 
we're, we're not going to uh, break up companies. If, if the consumer is benefiting, even if there is an unfair application of market power, uh, it's, it's not really our, our, our problem. Uh, the, the nanny state may think it's a problem, but uh, we, we don't need to, to deal with a, a company that's operating lawfully and the consumer is not having money siphoned from his or her No matter wallet. how large it is, right. No matter how large it is. And that, that uh, approach to antitrust has, has prevailed for the last uh, 40 years. Uh, there is a new kind of antitrust thinking now for to deal with companies like Amazon and Facebook and Google, which which doesn't disagree with the premise of consumer harm, but it says it just can't be measured by mere dollars and cents because let's face it, Facebook costs zero dollars to use, right. you know, which is one of the better price points. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. So it's hard to do better than that zero, unless right. they start writing you checks. So. Uh, but they say there are other costs, and mainly in your data. I mean, they, you give them all. Facebook knows more about you, Major. Well, right. maybe not you, because you don't use it. Because I don't use it, right. But it knows more about me mm-hmm. than uh, my wife, my kids. Um, your employer? Uh, my employer, the government, it, it, and uh, me, myself. Right. They know more about me and how my mind works and how my emotions works than work than I do myself, and that has a value. And, and we don't price that. We don't price it. So, and if we the, did, we might consider this a monopoly or some sort of thing that was of trust size that did, required, or at least there should be a conversation about. There should be, and you know that's what economists do. They figure out the economic value of things that aren't necessarily traded in dollars and cents. And th- this new. Um, kind of antitrust doctrine, which is sometimes called the new Brandeis uh, uh, in uh, the name of uh, the former Supreme Court Justice Louis Brandeis, and sometimes called hipster antitrust, is is gaining momentum. Very good. I had mentioned three threshold questions. Here they are, in no particular order. Most influential book in your life? Favorite music, artist, or genre? And favorite movie? Okay, I, as usual, I'm not going to answer exactly the questions you asked. Uh, the, sure, enti- you're, the most you're entitled. The most influential book I've read, uh, I read the first time when I was 14 years old. It was Catch-22. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph helped, Heller. Uh, Joseph Heller. And it was My a, name uh, figures prominently in that book. Major, 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 major. major. Yes, that's exactly right. There was a character named Major, Major, Major. He was a major. He major. was at first he was a, 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 a second lieutenant, immediately promoted to major because how could you not? Right. That, yeah. Okay. So uh, okay, then my the most influential book, mm-hmm. and then the second was movie or music, in uh, whatever order. A music I, I listen to absolutely everything, and but you know if I had to guess, if I had to let's s- say it's a long one, flight or a long drive, that's usually the way I put uh, it to people: uh, artist okay. or genre. Uh, I, I would go somewhere between uh, Beethoven piano sonatas and uh, American Songbook standards. Very good. Favorite movie or one of your all-time favorite movies? My favorite movie that is nobody else's favorite movie. Excellent. I can't okay, wait. Is a movie that uh, was made, I think, in 1960 called King Rat, based on a James Clavell mm-hmm. novel. And it was about a Japanese prisoner of war camp in Singapore in the, in the uh, last days of, of World War II. Um, George Siegel, uh, Tom Courtney, uh, James Fox, and it's it's just a masterpiece. Fantastic, uh, George Siegel, someone who was almost a great star, 
Accomplished actor, but never quite made it. Never quite made it. Not the greatest actor ever. No, but, no. But, but he, he was on the cusp of becoming a great star, and a movie like that almost got him there. But anyway, great movie, great choice. Bob Garfield, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. The pleasure has been mine. Thanks, Major. Thanks. New episodes of The Takeout are available Friday mornings, wherever you get your podcasts. The Takeout is produced by Arden Farrett, Jamie Benson, Sarah Cook, and Ellie Watson. CBSN production by Eric Susanen and Grace Seegers. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Takeout Podcast. That's at Takeout Podcast. And for more, visit TakeoutPodcast.com. The Takeout is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like The Takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.